Hello everybody and welcome back to the fourth study in the book of Romans. Today's study is based on Romans chapter 2 verses 17 to Romans 3 verse 8. Let me begin by reading Romans 2:17 through 20. Indeed you are called a Jew and rest on the law and make your boast in God and know his will and approve the things that are excellent being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind a light to those who are in darkness and instructor of the foolish a teacher of babes having the form of knowledge and truth in the law after addressing the gentiles paul then turns his attention to the jews he begins by mentioning all the things that they based their confidence in he knows that they pride themselves in being known as jews the chosen people of god in whom the lord had done many mighty wonders in times past he mentions how they had put their trust in the law of moses as if that would make them righteous in god's sight and save them from the wrath of god and how they bragged about the intimate relationship they possessed with god he goes on to say that they claim to know god's will perfectly meaning that they know exactly what god desires of them and that they live by it They prided themselves in that they lived by and approved a lifestyle that was excellent and pleasing to God since they were instructed by the law of God himself. They were confident that they were guides to the blind, they considered themselves a light to those who lived in the darkness because they considered themselves the enlightened ones. They thought that they were so wise that they felt that they were the ones who could instruct other people whom they considered foolish in comparison to them. They thought that they were so mature in their faith in God that they became teachers of those who were immature as babes in comparison to them. They were like the embodiment of knowledge and of truth concerning all that was in the law. They were the ones that others had to look up to. Romans 2:21 24. You therefore who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? You who say do not commit adultery do you commit adultery you who abhor idols do you rob temples you who make your boast in the law do you dishonor god through breaking the law for the name of god is blasphemed among the gentiles because of you as it is written paul then goes on to ask them questions based on the presumptions they had of themselves the first question he asks them is whether they who teach others first teach themselves That's a really good question for each of us to ask ourselves today as well. Before we teach someone else, do we practice what we teach before we teach? The second question is similar in nature, only a little more specific. If you preach that a man should not steal, do you yourself steal? If you say that a man should not commit adultery, do you yourself commit adultery? They perhaps felt that if they preached against stealing and adultery, they were free from the requirement to live by that teaching themselves. You who hate idols, do you rob temples of idols? Perhaps temples of other gods were being robbed of their idols for personal gain. So on one hand they were abhorring idolatry and on the other were stealing the idols from those temples to sell them for personal gain. They boasted in the law they believed in and yet they also dishonored God by breaking that very law they boasted in. Paul then quotes Isaiah 2:24 where he implies that on account of all this dichotomy of the Jews the name of the Lord was being blasphemed among the Gentiles. 
Romans chapter 2 verses 25 to 29 For circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law but if you are a breaker of the law your circumcision has become uncircumcision Therefore if an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law will not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision and will not the physically uncircumcised if he fulfills the law judge you who even with your written code and circumcision are a transgressor of the law for he is not a Jew who is one outwardly nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh but he is a Jew who is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit not in the letter whose praise is not from men but from god Another thing that the Jews made their boast about was the fact that they were circumcised as the father of their faith Abraham was and who taught that every male should also be circumcised. But Paul says that circumcision is only profitable if one obeys the law. But if one breaks the law, then their circumcision has lost its meaning and they have become as if they were uncircumcised. He then asks them to consider a scenario If a man who does not have the law and therefore is not circumcised but yet keeps the righteous requirements of the law on his own will not he be considered circumcised even though he were uncircumcised He asks them yet another question Won't the non-Jew who has not been physically circumcised but yet lives by the righteous requirements of the law on his own judge the Jews even though they possess the written law and is circumcised but are not living by it Paul goes on to make a very stunning statement that would have shocked his readers He says that no one is a Jew just because they were circumcised physically neither is circumcision something that was meant to be done only externally but rather a Jew is a person who is committed to God on the inside whose heart is committed to living by God's law and the circumcision that God desires is not just cutting off a piece of flesh but rather cutting off sin from one's life when one's desires are so changed in that he seeks to live by God's word that's true circumcision it's not something that's done to feign obedience but is rather obedience that stems from one's heart where he deeply desires to serve God and does not pretend to do so He says that such a person will be praised not by men but by God himself because God sees the hearts or desires or motives or intentions of all men and he knows who's genuine and who's not. Romans chapter 3 verses 1 through 4. What advantage then has the Jew or what is the profit of circumcision much in every way chiefly because to them were committed the oracles of God for what if some did not believe Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged. After reading or listening to the above verses, it's only natural if someone were to wonder along these lines. If it's so hard to be a Jew, and if non-Jews can please God better than Jews can, Then what benefit is there in being a Jew in the first place? The second question pertains to what benefit circumcision then has. Paul goes on to answer his own questions. He begins by saying that there is much significance to being a Jew and to being circumcised. Firstly, because the law was committed to the Jews and not to the Gentiles. He then asks a question which is related to his previous points on the Jews being disobedient to God. 
he asks what if jews did not believe will god stop being faithful to them because of their unbelief and unfaithfulness to god he responds to his question with a vehemently certainly not he goes on to say that even if every man is a liar god will remain faithful and never give up on his people he then quotes from psalm 51:4 where david while confessing his sins to god says that god is right in his words and clear and perfect in his judgments romans chapter 3 verses 5 through 8 but if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of god what shall we say is god unjust who inflicts wrath i speak as a man certainly not for then how will god judge the world for if the truth of god has increased through my lie to his glory why am i also still judged as a sinner and why not say let us do evil that good may come as we are slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say their condemnation is just paul then realizes that what he has just said could cause for a misunderstanding about god's faithfulness he realizes that there might be some who think if god is faithful to us no matter how we live then why are we being penalized for our sins against god shouldn't god just excuse us for our wrongdoing because he is so faithful he answers this question himself by saying if god were that unjust to not punish sin how could he then judge the world a just god must punish sin and not pretend it does not exist Paul then addresses another probable thought his readers might have had if god is being seen as a lot more holy and just on account of my sin why am i then being condemned for my sin after all i am making god out to look a lot bigger better and holier than me isn't it to such people paul asks why not say let's indulge in more sins so we can see the faithfulness and goodness of god a lot more He goes on to say that there are certain people who have misunderstood his teaching about God's faithfulness and that he is saying sin more to experience more of God's faithfulness and goodness. He says that such people who have both misunderstood God's grace, goodness and patience and Paul's teaching about it deserve to be condemned and adds that it will certainly come upon them from God. If you are blessed by this devotion kindly share it with others may the lord bless you and have a great day or night